much harder than you think I've been down in all these drinks This pain is getting harder to release I'm feeling beat, haven't felt the beat Really haven't slept in weeks I'm feeling weak, I couldn't tell you what I need Because it's bittersweet This life is bittersweet man himself billy davis who i'm so pumped to have on the show tonight this is dudes being bros podcast this is your host b hedge along with the co-host joe ferguson we're so hyped to have you on the show billy thanks for coming on bro my man i appreciate both of you guys this is honestly i'm very excited for what you guys are doing and i think it's awesome and just want to say props to both of you guys i think this is amazing this is like a dream come true, man. I, I've been looking up to you forever, and I knew <laughs> I knew you'd be up for doing this, man. I, your shit's like amazing. You know, man, I appreciate that, and you have you in particular have been just rocking with me all the way through, and it's something that I never personally forget. And yeah. I appreciate all the love and support that comes from everybody, but just knowing you and knowing what you're trying to achieve here, I think is amazing. And you've helped me so much along the way without you even knowing, I thought it was only fair to do the same. I appreciate it, brother. Like I said, absolutely. I, there, I know when there's a good thing out there and there's a lot of people that think they have good stuff out there, but <laughs> like when I hear your stuff, it's just so authentic and bro, I like, I'm, loving, that, I'm loving the new single growing up. I mean, if you, if you guys are listening, go hit up Billy Davis. I, I believe it's at Billy Davis music on YouTube. He spent, yep. A shit ton of time, and I, I would imagine money getting this video. It's like it's great quality. I mean, it's 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 ready for like top 100 billboard. <laughs> My man, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah no, but, that uh, song, something, yeah. man. Go ahead. I was gonna say bittersweet. I mean, we opened up the intro with bittersweet. Oh, beautiful! I love bittersweet. About, yeah, you can't forget about that. Uh, that um, and all honesty, everything's good, bro. But how did you get like? How did you get started with music? I mean, what started everything? <laughs> So I guess it's like the cliche story, you know, it's, it's, I I think I was like 15 or 16 when I started, I'm 23 now. So it's been what, seven, eight years, something like that. It's, 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 it's been a while. Uh, what got me into music though, was just, I think it was that like, I never really as a kid had anything that I felt was special about me. Like I, I, I tried baseball. I played baseball. Uh, it wasn't really for me. I, I tried it. I did it all. I played basketball, played football. You know, I, I tried all the sports and, you know, I just wanted something that maybe, OK, I could stick out completely with. You know what I mean? And that you and, do. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. But yeah. no, that was something that like I really just wanted to uh, I wanted to make sure that when I when I was older, that there was something different about me from everybody else. Yeah. Because you see the baseball players, you see the basketball, the football, you know, you, yeah. you get all that. But how many people and it's not, I guess, a, a cocky remark or anything like that. But how many people really I mean, now it looks like everybody. But how many people are really putting their all into it? Like how many people are, are sweating, crying, bleeding, just really uh, appreciating everything about the music? I'll, I'll something say that, that I wanted. Yeah. And I'll say the dedication that I've seen from you compared to others. I mean, I feel like every day I see on Facebook or SoundCloud or even Apple music that they say they're rappers. I mean, I think besides you, the only one other than I've, that I've seen is Jay Rich. Jay Rich has like a really authentic voice along yeah. with you. And I know that's your boy too. Isn't it? Yeah. You that's my dog. Him, yeah. yeah uh-huh. That's my, that's my man. Uh, you know, it's, it's so funny him and chalk, you know, those two, uh, I really uh, I wanted to make sure when they were getting started that they had something to come out to. And I really like put on for them 
if in a sense, like I really wanted to give them, I really believed in those two as a duo. Like I really felt like their music was just something special. You were, you did some work with Jay Rich. I think you did that, that TikTok thing. I was like a a dance going through it. Oh, the wobble. When I I heard it, dude, it just gets me going on. (laughs) Yeah, no, the wobble is actually a really funny record that we actually made in my studio when it first, when we were first building it, you know, we just kind of, because what I do is I, I audio engineer other people's work, but that whole week, we kind of just sat down a bunch of us. We had the producers in house. We were making the beats in the studio. We were doing everything just in the studio. And we found that one and Cooge shout out to Cooge. That's his song. Uh, he just was like, yeah, I want to put this out. And we were like, yeah, it's a great idea. And he did the TikTok challenge. He was given, he gave away like $500 for that. I think that's how I found it. I'm like, I didn't even know it was you. I was just on TikTok and I know it's all location based, but I'm just scrolling through one day and I'm like, damn, this is a jam. Yeah, oh no, shit, dude. it's Billy Davis. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me shoot him a Snapchat, bro. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Ferg, I think you had a quote. I think you were up next. I don't want to keep cutting you off. No, 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 you're good. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. So Billy, this is like a little homebound reunion. We got Lakeshore represented here in this podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you were a great underneath me because I was class of 2016. You were the class of 2017, right? I was actually 16 myself. Okay. See that? I didn't know. Yeah. You were in, you were in our class, so probably yeah. representing the class 2016. Let's oh, yeah. go. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, what was some of the biggest setbacks I guess that pushed you as a rapper in Metro Detroit to be better and songwriter than, too. Yeah. And songwriter than, you know, most of your competition. So, you know, my biggest setback, if you want me to be a hundred percent honest, was the passing of my father. My dad died in 2016. Uh, Sorry, I just turned, uh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. But in 2016, it was the end of, the year it was it was the end of the school year i guess right and uh my dad passed away and just something in it at the time you know it was it was fun stuff you know what i mean like i was just doing it for fun like there wasn't really any like end goal i guess in mind but the end goal didn't come about until my dad passed away because what happened with music is that i realized that okay I can do it for fun or I can do it for the people who need me. And I feel like that my music sometimes becomes even bigger than myself, if that makes any sense. Like, I feel like it's just, it it completely outdoes me as a person. Like when I speak, I sometimes I don't even know exactly what I'm saying. It's just coming to me. I don't really know what's getting wrote down. I just know when you can feel it, like you feel this chill in your body when you're, when you're writing and you just know, okay, this is good. Yeah, people are gonna enjoy this. There's but a lot my of biggest times setback that, is that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, there's a lot but, of times I'm listening to your music, and it's like I'm maybe I'm not feeling that certain way, but you just got me feeling that certain way with the words you're saying and, and the bars that you, you got come out. It's just it's just nuts the way that you can put people in certain scenarios, and you just I feel like your your music touches people. So I appreciate that, man. Honestly, yeah. that means the world mm-hmm. to me. One thing that I think you and I share, Billy, that's a kind of a shitty similarity to share, but I lost my mom five years ago. So I'm so sorry to hear that, man. I know everything that you go through. And so I guess my next question to you, you Mm -hmm. know, some people deal with that huge, huge. And I mean, it is 
huge. It's like a rock falling down a cliff, a boulder. And then you just got to face that track head on. Yeah. Some people don't know how to deal with that. Right. You know, me, one of the biggest things that was always there for me in my darkest moments after my mom passed away was music. So mm -hmm. I, I play guitar, I write music myself and I absolutely love it. So I guess what were some of the things for you on that pedestal that you had that were there for you always? Well, first of all, you know, it was such a weird time, I think, back then. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's crazy to think that that was about five, six years ago, 2016, five, six years ago. Yeah. It's crazy to think how times have changed. And it's weird because the people that I spent a lot of that time with then I no longer spend time with anymore. I'm now yeah. I'm I'm engaged to my fiance Congrats, We've been together for two, almost three years. And, you know, she's changed my life to an extent that I couldn't imagine. I've never been Savannah, happier. Right? Yes. Savannah. Oh yeah. yeah, man. She is, she is really one of a kind, man. And uh, I got me a Savannah. Her name's Alyssa. I'm getting married next, next month. Yes, actually, bro. October yes, 23rd, bro. 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 So can we, can I applaud you? Yeah. That's I mean, awesome, man. Congrats, man. Congrats. Same thing to you. We got to go on a double date or something. Sometime, yes, man. dude. Yes, bro. We definitely have to, you know, I know you're a big baseball fan, so we definitely got to catch a game. We should. Yeah, I mean, we gotta, we, yeah, yeah, let's do we'll, three we'll of us, go. man. But no, <laughs> it's so weird because then it was such a different time. Uh, if I, I can definitely tell you some of the things that got me through it, you know, because the people. It sucks, man, but we live in this weird world where not everybody is as real as they claim to be or seem to be. And I know it's so cliche to say, but it's it's so true. You know what I mean? Like not everybody is who exactly they say they are. It wasn't yeah. until I found my fiance that I really felt like, OK, you mean exactly what you're saying. You're not just doing it because of whatever the case may be. It's because you really love and genuinely enjoy me. And when you find someone yeah. like that, it, it's, it's, it changes your, your whole life, man. It changes your outlook on life and it, it changes everything. You feel like you have like a companion and a soul companion to, to, to tackle life's you know struggles. And, and I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have in life. You're going to, you know, you're going to have struggles, whether, you know, even if you're the most successful person on earth, Bill I've always Gates, said, Elon man, Musk, you're going to have struggles and you need someone there by your side. You know what I'm saying? That. I've always said, man, that we're all going to the same place. No matter how you look at it, we're all going to the same place. It's what you do within that time span that you're here, that you learn to be happy because I promise you it's not money. It never will be. Never. Knowing that what you just said, I think that just shows that you are the most humble, appreciative, kind, gold-hearted, all of that rapper in the Metro Detroit area. And like oh, I man, said, thank you. I, I pass you through the hallways. We never clicked. I, yeah, I, I was about to say. I worked with Savannah at Brownies on the Lake. I love no, her. She, no she way, out, man. Yeah, she hangs out with Lexi, Lexi Nicosia. Who yeah, uh-huh. Yep. She's, she's, she's like family to me, so I know all of them. But uh, no, I've from you know, the bottom of my heart, I mean all of that because you are. Thank you're, you, man. You're the concrete textbook definition of humble. Thank so you. we're going to switch gears now, moving okay. from the sorrowness question. Right, right. Towards the more engaging, you know, hype, hyped up type of thing. But okay. I, I want to hear about a guy this tour. Like you, oh, you, the tour. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off, Ferg, but yeah, I want to yeah, yeah. hear about this tour. No, 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 no. So, so we're going to get to the tour. But before that, how does a guy, Billy Davis, 
from the Metro Detroit, greater St. Clair Shores area. How does, mm-hmm. how does he get 740 plus listeners daily on, on iTunes, <sighs> Spotify? I mean, that shit's nuts. Well, it's so weird, dude, because is it, again, I think it plays back to, you know, the humble me saying like, you know, I love that and I enjoy it, but little do you know, I guess on the inside of music, I want to do better than that, you know, yeah. because a month ago when growing up came out, it was higher than that. You know what I mean? So, of course, me being I, I just truthfully am thankful for every single person that listens to me that has given my music a shot or really just taken the time out of their own day, because I know, you know, you have six sixty thousand songs that come out on Spotify a day. Yeah. And, and you've chosen to listen to mine. Like, I mean, that's just it means the world to me, whether it be 100 people, 50 people. Shit, it could be one person for all I care. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just the fact that you have taken the time out of your day to do so, like it, it really does something to me and it makes me appreciate it. And I think that goes back to the sorrow stuff, man. It, it truthfully does. Like, can I, I can just, I add to something here? Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to add. And um, it's like all the music you listen to, all the rap music, it's all explicit cuss word after cuss word after cuss word. And it's like listening to your music. And I'm not just saying this to hype you up. I'm being authentic. Is you? It's not. That's. I barely even hear cuss words because it's all messages. It's messages you're relaying to the people listening to you. It's even messages that you're going through at that given time that you're relating with others. So that's why I think that you engage most more than the other typical rapper out there. You know. Well, it's so funny you say that. So when it comes to cussing, it's actually funny. I posted something on Facebook not too long ago that I actually wanted to stop. Because I want my music to be more for everybody. I want your mom to be able to listen to it, your dad to be able, your your grandmother, your little sister, your cousin. It doesn't matter. I want them all to listen to it. You know what yep. I mean? Exactly. Uh, but sometimes with cussing, as, as weird as it sounds, sometimes that's the only way to really get the message that you want across. Sometimes yeah. it's easier than others. You know what I mean? But a lot of the times when I'm cussing, I'm, I'm doing it because I want to be punched and straightforward with you. And let me get this message across to you. I've always said since I've started making music, man, it's not about me. It is not. It has never been. I don't want you to know me. I want you to know my story. Exactly. That's a beautiful message, man. I so let's, that. let's talk about this huge, huge tour. So I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to go back in a little, little time machine. Okay. So yeah. July 25th, now, I did some research. So, wow. So, July 25th of 2019. Okay. You know, you, you had said that you've been recording music since you were 15, which, mm-hmm. again, hats off to you. Can My you man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, you said as a kid, you always wondered what you were going to do because you felt like you never wanted to be, you know, the, the big thing, the big career job. So, the firefighter, the police officer. Yep. And you always loved loud music. So like, uh, again, Metro Detroit native Eminem. Right. Um, so you were, you've been, you were working on music for so long and then everything changed. So my friend, our pal, same graduating class, Max Christian, who was your manager at the time, <laughs> yes. may still be your manager today. Um, you know, he shot you a call and he said, look, Billy, I got some major news and you asked what it was and you guys were going out on tour. So Getting that call, meeting Max up at his work, you got to run me through what what you were thinking. What was right. going through that head? 
Okay, first of all, I just want to say that is the best interview question that I've ever been asked. And I mean I that, agree with that one. <laughs> I mean I mean that humbly. That might be the best interview question I've ever been asked. And don't get me wrong, I've done my fair share of interviews. That was the best. Thank so you. let me let me go back to that time. Okay, so me and Max, we actually worked together at AT&T. I'd gotten a job at AT&T and it started and Max formally knew me for my music. And he, he came to my studio over on Nine Mile. He had came to it. He checked it out. He loved it. And, you know, we didn't really, I guess, uh, rekindle up until that, that had to have been of November of 2018. And it wasn't until around May or June-ish when we got together. So we were working together and uh, he told me, he was like, Hey man, like, I really would like to help you. And I said, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm fine with that. And me, I'm such a, I hate to say it, but I am such a, uh, a loner in the sense. Like I, I really never had anybody by my side. Like it was always just, of course my friends were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, uh, I never really had somebody who was like, Hey, like I have a couple dollars and I want to put it into you. And I want to see where this thing can take us. Excuse me. But uh, Max had told me, he was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see where this goes. And I had played a show, I think a little bit, maybe, I think it was July 12th, I played a show in Detroit. Yep. And uh, we did the show. It was a lot of fun. You know, I was able to bring out a crowd here at home. And then it was right after that, around July 25th, that I had received a phone call from a friend of mine known by the name Kid Kern from Los Angeles. He is a really good friend of mine. We had been friends for many, many years prior to all this. And uh, he had told me because I had asked him, I said, hey, man, like we're, we want to do a show in like Ohio, I think it was. We were like, how much would it be to fly you out, bring you here? You know, we need I know you can draw in Ohio. I've seen you do it. How would you feel about coming here? And he shot me back with a message that implied Hey, that's cool. I charge you this number, this number, this number. Uh, but actually, I plan on going on tour in November. How would you feel about tagging along with me and coming on this tour run with me? And of course, Jesus, me, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, why You're not? Like, Hell like, yeah. That sounds great. Well, you know, it was yeah. such a weird time because money was so tight. And then, yeah. you know, Max like, came along. How am I going to get out there and shit? Yeah, money was so tight. And I'm like, okay. And then Max comes along. And I will say that Max saved the day on that one. Max really yeah. like put it all together. And, you know, he believed uh, in you, bro. Yes. Max is out venturing, doing his own things now. But all I have is love for Max. I, I've always said it. I will forever have love for Max. He's a great guy. And oh, yeah. I appreciate him. And, uh, you know, we're just still growing no matter what, whether he's doing his thing or I'm doing my thing. You know, I just will always say that we're doing our own thing and we're making it happen. You know, yep. if, if life aligns us later on down the line, that's exactly what it's going to do. Yeah. Totally. How, how'd the tour go, man? Like, did you get out there in November, you said? Yeah. I Well, we actually flew out on Halloween. October so, 31st. Yep. And then, yeah. so, so then you had your first show, the first November, LA. Yep. The third, you were in Bend, Oregon. The fifth, yep. you were in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then sixth, Denver, Colorado. And then the eighth. He did his homework. So you got to tell me. Okay. You're going to all these different states, kind of a, the most sporadic touring schedule that I've seen. Because usually when a band goes out on, on tour or an artist, they kind of go to connecting cities and states. Yeah. Uh -huh. One to one to one to one to one. 
How is Vegas? Okay. As a, so as a 20 something year old, you're going to Vegas. Like that's so lit. Were you it's old so enough funny. to drink? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I was oh, definitely yeah. drunk. I was definitely drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so Vegas was very interesting. So we lost Max actually. So wow. we went to where did lost we go? the manager. <laughs> Dude, it was because he was playing tour manager as well. So he's talking to like everybody, you know, trying to connect with everybody, making sure he's taking numbers and whatnot. So yeah. it was, I think, where did where did we go? What's what's the casino? Why can't I think of it right now? It's the the hangover. Uh the Caesars, Caesar's Palace. Yeah, Caesar's. Oh, there okay. it is. So we went to Caesar's Palace. Max had some money on him. So Max, I'm not a big gambler. I'm not. I'm yeah, I, I'm I, not either. It's just not my thing. Like I just yep. truthfully, I don't think there is anything fun about losing money. I have the worst yeah, fucking luck, I, man. Dude, I swear, me too. I think 90% of Americans have that same thought. Yeah, like that's just I I can't do it. I can't, I won't. But Max loved to do it. <laughs> so Max was in Caesar's Palace. And we're like, okay, we got to go to the show. Like, you know, we got to get back in the van. We got to go. What are you, what are you doing? You got him on the PA, the, the PA system. Max, Max, dude. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, I'm, I'm, I'm texting him. I'm like, dude, do you even know where we are parked right now? Like, where are you at? Because the Caesar's Palace is huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. This man is sitting there. I call him. He's in the same spot sitting playing the slot machines he's like bro i'm up i'm up i'm like we got to go yeah so sounds vegas, like i need a new greek town partner man yeah. dude listen he may be the best to go with i actually just <laughs> seen him on snapchat earlier he went to chicago to go gamble i was like dude i'll boy, gamble on his dime shit man dude yeah. <laughs> very interesting city i will say vegas is uh it's it's exactly what they say it is yeah, I haven't yeah. been yet, but I, it's it's on the bucket list, man. It's it's gonna be a great time when you go. I promise. How'd you like Cali? I did I did have the chance to get out um to Cali in the in the spring, and it was it was it was something. I'll say that. So California, uh, it's so funny. Since I was a kid, I've always been like, hey, I want to move out to California. You know, it sounds great. Da, 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 this and the third, and it's no bash to California. I just yeah. don't think I have the lifestyle of California. California's we, uh, lifestyle is different. We we got an Airbnb in downtown Los Angeles, and the movies make it seem like it's this all gloryful mm-hmm. Hollywood. You know, Hollywood. Up. It's yeah. it's it's overhyped and all that. But we got we got an Airbnb in in downtown Los Angeles. It was a nice Airbnb, but every every night we had homeless people going through our garbage. I mean, we made a pizza run and uh, we're, we're, we're ordering the pizza. We open the door to walk back to our car and then through the parking lot, there's this dude walking with no underwear on, no pants on, dong hanging out, just living the free life screaming <laughs> F the police. I'm like, man, this is, this is something. <laughs> you know, I will say when I went, dude, I think me and Max took a walk we were walking, I think to Ross, we were walking to Ross because we needed some clothes or something like that. Yeah. But I remember, and I'll never forget. It was probably the, like the most sad thing that has ever really happened to me because I've never actually had to deal with it, but I was forced into a situation where I had to step over a man who was sleeping on a brick wall. It was the most, it, it, it destroyed me. It crushed me. Like I was really just, I was like, man, like 
It's it's Dude, tough to see, man. That's tough. And you know, a lot of that is like failed actors, uh, musicians, like a lot of those people are that because they go out to California and try to take a risk, live the me, high life. And, and exactly. They want to live that high life And me, dude. I just, I, I didn't have it in me. I like, you know, I love Michigan. I love my home. Yeah. I think it felt amazing to get back home, man, dude. I was so happy. My fiance was there. I was like, man, like, thank God. You know, did you see yeah. on the corners of like, there's literally tents and tents and tents. Set yeah, up. dude. They call we went it on skid the beach. row. Yeah. Skid row, dude. Terrible. We went on the beach. I, we were at the Santa Monica Pier, and dude, when I tell you, yep. there was just tents lined up. Oh. Like we're at the bar, and there's know, tents there in too. front of the bar. I was like, "Oh my god, dude, this it is it was terrible. crazy." We went at night, and I mean, yes. don't get me wrong, right. Santa Monica is really nice. Oh and it yeah, was, it, it was be- it was beautiful, but there's a lot of shady characters. Um, it, we went to Malibu. Malibu was really fun. The only thing I didn't like about Malibu was the traffic during the day. I don't you know, like any don't of that traffic. If you went through that, like that two lane highway, it just like backed up for miles. Oh, oh, the 405, dude, terrible freeway. Not yeah. sure if you've been on a 405, terrible. I was mainly GPS, but I would say maybe I was. <laughs> Probably, dude, terrible yeah. freeway. How'd your performances go, man? Okay. So, speaking on the performance side of everything, LA was great. Uh, LA was interesting because, first of all, it was a Friday night on Sunset Boulevard. Hell yeah already bucket list like you know a dream type thing you know what i mean exactly like you dream of that and don't get me wrong it was a small bar it was fun though we packed in i think about 75 100 people something like that we packed them in and we just i brought adam or chalk and jay rich with me uh it was just one of those things where you're like man like this feels amazing you know what i mean Pinching like, yourself and yeah, like I have all my friends with me. You know, we're in California. It's it's what every I guess artist really dreams about. Let's oh, let's yeah. be real here. My uh, I will say though, my favorite show, and this is a sh- anybody listening. I'm not sure who's listening, but it's a big shout out to Denver, Colorado, because hands down, my favorite place to perform. Really, Denver, Colorado, hands down, takes the cake. I've heard a lot of a uh, lot of good things about Colorado. I, I don't think I've ever heard one bad thing about Colorado. It doesn't happen often, dude. I, I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll, I'll never forget it. I we uh we were driving, and the traffic was bad. And I'm thinking, well, okay, well, why is traffic bad in Denver, yeah. Colorado? Exactly. Because everyone's Just so it, very much so. And, and dude, <laughs> let me tell you, my ears pop the second we rode into Denver, Colorado. My ears pop. We were literally oh, yeah. a mile that above. That is insane. Man, dude, it's crazy. But when we got there, I'll never forget, we were in the traffic, and I was like, man, like, why is there so much traffic? It's Colorado. Like, who cares? Like, what's so great about Colorado? And then we're in college town. I forget exactly what university we were by, but we were by this university. And when I tell you, our show ended up being packed just for the mere reason of us being in the middle of college town, dude, it was crazy. It I was bet you it brings crazy life. crowds having that college there. Dude, I think that one, I think it was like 150, maybe 175 people. But, dude, I remember sitting in the back. We were in, like, the green room or whatever. Yeah. I was like, dude, like, whoa, that's How a lot of you, people. Bro? Me, personally, I was jumping because I think yeah. I was – I was going to – so I was – I want to say the first performer that night or maybe the second after the openers. And I just remember, 
Go ahead. I was going to say, do you thrive off that or do you get like stage fright or like bring me, bring me through your thoughts at this, this moment. Okay. So let me tell you something, something about me. So it's so weird. I am hands down. I, I don't like being with people. It's just something yeah. that in me, I don't, don't like. There's this rush or kick in that I get when I go on a stage. I've always say it's the biggest contradiction in the world because why would I want to be a music performer if I can't stand around people? Yeah, I can stand around people when I'm, I'm performing hands yeah, down. It's, awesome. the, it's, it's the biggest high in the world. It's better than any, any high you've ever felt. I, I guarantee it. There's nothing the like it. Yes. Yeah. That adrenaline rush just, it, it, it brings something in you. You're in your zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that was your favorite, uh, that Colorado was your favorite show. What other, yes. uh, you had any other notable cities that you, you liked or had Bend, any stories to tell? Uh, I got a funny story in Bend, Oregon. I was performing my song, No Return. And uh, there was this I guy. Song, bro. I appreciate it. Too. I, I'll never forget it. It was my first. And, and keep in mind, like, uh, uh, we're sitting there and uh, like, it's, I'm, First song, second show, I'm losing my voice. Yeah. And there's this guy in front of me, and the stage is kind of small. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not small as in, like, length. It's small as in, like, width. So yeah. um, I'm, like, trying to, like, move around. And, you know, dude, when I get on stage, like, I, I feel like I catch, like, a Holy Ghost or something. I don't oh, yeah. really know what's going on. I, I don't know what's happening. Different side of you that you're not used to. Yeah. But you're fucking um, with it. Yeah, and I enjoy it. <laughs> Yep. Well, there was this one dude. I can't believe I'm telling this. This is great. So there's this one dude who's standing in front of me, and I'm swinging my arms. I'm not the mosh pit guy <laughs> by any means. <laughs> I had a dude legitimately duck a punch from me Jesus. because I almost squared this man in the mouth on accident. <laughs> yeah, so you were um, lit, bro. Oh, dude, I was up there. I'm swinging. I'm banging my Please arms. I'm like, there's a video that I can where I can catch this. Dude, no, but I know I have a video of the guy, and you could see him. Dude, he was so much taller than me, too, so my arm had to, like, come around. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, no. So he had to, like, duck the punch this way. I'm like, I went up to him after my performance. I was like, hey, man, like, I, I know I almost hit you in the face. I just wanted to tell you I'm so sorry. And another really thing, sorry, dude, man. I'm not looking. I'm not looking to hurt you, bro. No, oh, I was like, dude, like that was not my intentions. But no, another thing while I'm performing, man, is just like I, I'm, I always seem to get in people's faces. <laughs> and Max came up to me after the show. He was like, bro, you should probably stop that. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's let's cut this shit out, man. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, I just get in this weird mood where nobody can take me down, nothing. Yeah. So I'm just all in people's face, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> exactly. So, like, overall from the tour, would do you think you changed? Let's say when you were leaving for the tour and when you came home, is it? Would you say you changed? As you know, is there anything that you picked up differently than than you would do? You know, if you went back or how you perform now, or are you exactly the same? I learned a lot of new business. I think yeah. going on that tour, I learned how to promote myself better, how to act as an artist. You know, yeah. uh, I've always said I never wanted to be the local guy. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Again, I love my hometown. I'm still here exactly. because I love three, it. One, three. Exactly. I love my hometown and nothing will ever be able to take me from it. That's right. 
but I never wanted to be locally known. And when I went on that tour, I was able to figure out some, maybe even just the, the smallest hint of how to be that big name, you know, yeah. and it was so funny because the tour wasn't big by any means. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like we just went out on 30 dates and we had a month run. It wasn't that it was like two weeks long, I think. And it was literally a six, six show. Yeah. I think it was a six show stretch and we were supposed to do it. We were supposed to have seven, but we only ended up doing six. Um, that taught me like, okay, you can really do this, oh, you yeah. know, and that was really, I feel like that was like, that's all you needed just to get your feet wet, get your foot in the door. And that it, was it just really giving was. You that little taste of that, that big, that big picture. And it's so funny. I haven't dropped much music since. I mean, I dropped the Heartbroken Lovers Project. It was great. I loved it. I just didn't feel like it was my best work. I just kind of wanted to give it to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you look very closely, I haven't dropped much music. And the reason why that is, is because I figured out that there is so much uh, more emphasis, emphasis between quality and quantity. Yeah. Quantity is great and I love it and I love what people do. You know, let me drop and be consistent and have as much music out as possible. But you but don't want me, to sacrifice quality. Exactly. If I know that I can give you my full heart and my passion and my love, it's just going to take a little bit longer. That's what I'm going to do because, again, I'm not in it for the, the it's cliche to say, but the money or the fame or anything like that. Of course, yeah. those things are nice and they would be a add on to what I'm trying to do. But really, my main goal is, hey, this is my story. If you like it, you like it. If you can feel what I'm saying, even better, because then I've done something right. I've, I've told my story and people understand it. And they may even have a similar story. The coolest, the coolest thing in the world about making music is people coming to you and saying, hey, I can relate to your story. There is something that you've said that means so much to me. And I get those a lot. And sometimes even myself, it's like, I can't take a compliment. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's so hard because you never know how. But like recently, I've been very uh, accepting of it because thank you. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, exactly. from the bottom of my heart, thank you. That's just yep. what it is. Like, you can't do anything but thank the people who are doing a deed for you. For you. Right. Yeah. I think that's why you have so many followings and so many listeners is because you don't just write, like you're not a, an atypical rapper, meaning you don't write song after song after song. That's the same thing with the same cussing and it's the same telltale story. And typically really to me, all raps the same. It's usually about some breakup or, you know, some girl who had sex with somebody else or some guy who had sex with somebody else. And that's really, 90% or 80% of rap today. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that sets you apart from the berry with everybody else. You know, man, that's so funny. My song, uh, my song lost, which I did with my buddy Ango, that song kind of like set in stone what I wanted my music to be or wanted it to sound like. But yeah. when I put up, when I put out growing up, I remember writing it and I wrote it in Alabama at my fiance's mom's house. And uh, we were, <laughs> yeah. He's in Shout Alabama out to me. as we speak. Shout out to Alabama. Oh, really? Is that where you're at? Huntsville, Alabama. Yes, sir. No, Our no. you are in Huntsville? Yeah. Yeah, no, we were just in Athens. 
feel free to come by and see me. I will <laughs> gladly make a trip to Nashville for the weekend Airbnb anytime. I'll run a podcast out there with Billy Billy Davis, episode dude, number two I'm, out there. I'm down, dude. I go. We go there. I think three, four times a year. You know, we're out there pretty often. Hell yeah. But no, uh, when I was writing the song, I was sitting there writing it, and uh, I just remember it. 15 minutes, I was like, hmm, it's done. Well, I was yeah. like, I don't know how that happened, but it's done. I recorded so, it. I laid my vocals. Go ahead. You, um, you had just mentioned that, like, having people come up to you, it means so much. Hearing your songs. If you can remember, and I'm sure when you were out on tour on the West Coast, you probably had several people come up to you and tell you, like, yo, Billy, this, this, like I was in a dark moment or like I was doing this and this meant so much to me. So if you could pick like one moment that meant a lot to you, whether it was anybody from Lakeshore that we went to school with, the teachers, our fellow classmates, anybody outside of that since you've been graduated for the last five years now, what's the the biggest highlight for you? The, it's cliche. The biggest highlight is my fiance. Yeah. My fiance I truthfully, you know, we went to high school together, obviously, but uh, at the time I was in a other relationship and didn't, you know, I was doing my own thing. You know, I never thought there'd be a day where there would be this girl that loved my music and then just so nonchalantly would message me and just tell me her story. And she she ran down her whole story to me. I'll never forget it. I said, uh. I, I did like a little contest for like a t-shirt or something like that. And I said, Hey, send me your Spotify playlist and add these songs to your playlist or something along those lines. When I tell you that this girl had every single song in a row, she believed in you, bro. Right off the bat. That was the coolest thing to me because I, I could have been the cocky guy, you know, the, oh yeah. oh yeah, thanks. And went about my day. But something felt a little bit different. I was like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, let me say thank you. Let me say it properly. Let me just tell her I appreciate her. And then conversation moved from there. It went into storytelling. Then it went into two-hour phone calls in my mom's basement. And then, you know, us while she was at work, you know what I mean? She'd be on the phone at work for two hours with me. Just talking with you, man. Just talking. And I think that is the coolest real moment that is came out of all of this. Oh, yeah. Do you think that you would be where you're at now with music compared to not having Savannah in your life as your fiance than you would? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That girl has pushed me and believed in me more than anybody I've ever met, Uh, you know, besides to my mother. You know, it's just getting started, man. I mean, there's the ceiling is endless, you know, it's just going to be keep getting raised and keep getting raised. They have a way of doing that from my perspective as they keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you, man. It's a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, as men, you know, it's, again, it's cliche to say, but all we want to do is provide. We just want to be there. We want to provide and we want to help. And that's all I've ever wanted to do for her is be there, provide help. You know, we were able to get our own place together. Uh, We were able to get vehicles and whatnot, like, you know, just things that I didn't have prior to her and her just telling me, keep doing what you're doing, because eventually something's going to happen. So beginning of ninth grade, Mm -hmm. let's see, let's say beginning of ninth grade, Billy Davis, not not wanting, I mean, still writing music, 15 years old, a few years in. 
what would you have for advice? This is a Mr. Daly type of question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of advice would you tell yourself or someone else listening to rap music to make the leap into becoming a rapper and not having, you know, that so carefree attitude about critics or critiques or, you know, well, what if, you know, or if I fail, what can I do after that type of thing? First of all, I want to say, dude, your questions have been absolutely tremendous. Best questions I've ever been asked. Uh, I guess the thing that I'd probably go back and tell the 15-year-old me, if I could, if there were ever a chance, what I'd go back and tell myself is don't worry about the people who are going to judge you because one day they're going to appreciate you. You know, when I started doing this, I was so worried about what people would say, you know, the whole, especially at the time, the SoundCloud rapper, everybody wants to do it. You know, it was so big. And I worried so much because, again, I wanted to fit in like the rest of everybody. I wanted to be the sports guy. I wanted to, you know, go hang out at the football field or whatever the case is. I wanted to be the popular one. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but really what it what it came down and what it boils to is that it's just it's never about that. It's it's so much about, you know, like, OK, learn to love yourself. Because yeah. that's going to be your biggest, your biggest thing going forward is loving yourself. If I could have told myself at 15 that now you're going to be the happiest you've ever been, I would have told you it was a lie because I was struggling so hard all those years, be- not knowing who I was, not yeah. really understanding who I was. Now I know who I am. I know what I'm about. I know why I'm here and I know what I'm doing and I know what my end goal is. Right. What, I know what's that in I think store? It's what what's so I, in store for uh, what can we expect from Billy Davis? The saddest record in the world. <laughs> the saddest I, record in the world. Yes, uh, from me personally, for me. Uh, the reason why that is is when I was in Alabama this last time, I wrote a record again because I I really I wrote growing up in Alabama and I was like, man, that was a good song. I wonder if I can go back and recreate that same kind of energy that I had. Not to and dish I, Alabama. Yeah, no, honestly. So I was like, okay, if I can go back, recreate this, hmm, I wonder what I can come up with. Well, uh, it was Savannah and her friend who came with me, and I remember them hearing me record it. I'm very, uh, very like, eh, I don't want, really want anybody to hear me recording, especially, you know, very emotional stuff. Yeah. But like, as soon as I was done, they both came up and hugged me because like, this is really like, hitting. Yeah, because I started crying on the microphone, which I've never actually done. I've never been actually able to pour that raw, real, uh, in-depth emotion into what I was trying to talk about. But it was, it was, it's a record about my father, and I was able to uh, attack that feeling head-on. You know, just you know, a lot of personal demons that I've dealt with, and I. Of course, I'm never going to get over it. But at that moment, I felt like I was okay yeah. after I was done recording it. And, and that is what is in store for me. It's beautiful that, that your music and all that, I'm sure, helps you cope with, with everyday things on top of your thoughts and all that. And it helps other people cope as well. You know, your message reflects to everyone else. And that's all I want to do, man. I just want to be there for everybody. Like, I, I'm yeah. such a, a people pleaser at the end of the day, I think is what it comes down to. If, if people want to go right now while they're listening and, and check out your stuff, where can they find you? 
So if they want to go follow me anywhere, they can follow me at on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Billy Davis Music. It's all the same. If you want to go find me on Apple Music or Spotify, just look up Billy Davis. It's pretty simple. You know, you might have to scroll, but you'll find me. I'll be there. Um, oh, yeah. I'm just, you know, those were those would be the main places, I think. To I got to say, I, I do love the reactions you're doing on YouTube, but I believe that's on, it's on Billy Davis Music, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. That'd be on You've my YouTube. Been, uh, been turning me on to like some popular artists that I've known about, but I haven't known about those tracks. Uh, maybe I've just been so busy, but the reactions that you do, and I love that you stop and pause and like reiterate the messages that they're, they're pushing out kind of like what you do with your music. It's just, yeah. it connects you, man. I don't know the, what you're doing, but you deserve like a million plus followers and, and, uh, <laughs> and views. It's so funny, man. So my good friend, Anthony, who I actually met through Max, who is Ango, who did the Lost record with me. Uh, he is actually a YouTuber himself. You know, uh, I think he's got like 26,000 subscribers or something like that. And uh, he does wrestling content. And uh, he had told me he was like, OK, well, music is going good, but it's not really paying the bills as much as we want it to, you know what is something that you could do to pay the bills and maybe later on kind of step back into that world? And I was like, you know what? Like that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Cause I, obviously we all need our bread and butter. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I decided to pick up YouTube. I was like, okay, uh, I don't see many people reacting, especially to the underground talent. And that's kind of what I wanted to focus on was, I mean, more or the less like people who I consider friends, you know yep. what I mean? Kind of react to people who I've maybe had a conversation with or, uh, has a nice following who I've spoken to. Like, I just kind of wanted that to be the thing. I didn't care about the views or what happened with it. I just, I was like, Hey, I like their music. I'm going to listen to it. And if you want to listen to it, great. Awesome. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? But uh, it, well, it really came back to my buddy who was doing the YouTube, who was like, yeah, dude, like go full force at it. What are you doing? And what are you waiting for? Exactly. And from a fan, for me being a fan to you, I appreciate all the content you're putting out and I hope I everyone that. goes and, and checks out your stuff. Cause like I said, a million times through this podcast, you deserve like everything. Um, and I don't follow just the random people. I follow people that, that put out good messages and stuff. And, oh man. Thank you. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I hope that you, uh, you can be on this more. I, I like uh, what you have to say. And I think we, we all click pretty well. Dude, anytime you guys want me on, like I said, I will make time for it. I love what you guys are doing. I absolutely think this is amazing what you two are doing. If I can have a minute to speak on YouTube, what yeah. you guys are doing is awesome, you know, uh, because I know you're not only focusing on the music side, you're also yep. bringing in the sports guys and, you know, yep. hockey players and all that. I love that, man, because I'm a big sports guy, a big sports guy myself. You know, oh, that's yeah. the thing is like all these things kind of bring people together. So when you collide both of those worlds, Yep. You never really know what you can come, come up with, you yep. know? So that's always, awesome. I've always wanted to do it. Um, the podcasting is something that always interested me. And, and right now it's a hab, it's a hobby. And I just think that this is a great outlet to talk with people like you, to talk with people that maybe we already know, or maybe people we don't even know yet, but everyone has a story to tell and it's a great outlet for everybody on both sides. You know, let me tell you, you both have the voice for this. I will say that wholeheartedly. You two both have the voice for this. You guys know what you're doing already. Keep doing well, we what you're doing because it, it's it's so much fun, man. And you're going to love it because it's only going to get better. And times are going to get hard and you're going to struggle with it a little bit. But, dude, let me tell you that you are going to love it. And if you guys ever pick up wrestling content, let me know because I'm trying to come talk about it. 
All right, let's do it. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show, man. I, we really appreciate it. And uh, let's get together back soon and uh, we'll get you back on the air. And same with you. If you ever need content or help help with things, just let me know, man. I'm in. Absolutely. Yep, have a good one. Yep, I'll talk to you guys later. I can't focus on you. That's why I deleted Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Because I got to be a man. Take a chance to go and fix my life. And it can't happen overnight. I was finding paradise. Now I can finally see the light. At the end of the tunnel to get to where I'm at, I had to struggle Always kept a smile, cause they know that I'm humble And I've been through the battle, and now I'm ready to rumble Ready to tussle with life, ready to give it a fight About to give it my all, and I won't give cause I'm in this shit So I can win it, people lack the face, shit is feeling different No worries though, cause I'ma be me and I ain't tripping I said no worries cause I'ma be me I know that my life was getting rough, I had to be a man and I had to be tough Figure it out Daddy up in them clouds He's saying he proud, yeah Daddy up in them clouds And he's saying he proud I know that my life was getting rough I had to be a man And I had to be tough Go and figure it out Daddy up in them clouds And he's saying that he proud And he's saying that he